Hey weirdos, I'm Hannah Sainty and welcome to the Your Weird Podcast, the place that talks to creatives, artists and people living their best lives about how they do what they do, why they do what they do and how being a bit weird is a superpower. If robots are taking all our jobs, we better figure out how to harness the one thing that they can't do, be creative. Enjoy the show. Hello, weirdos. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Weird Podcast. I am Hannah Sainty, your host. Thank you so much for being with me today. For the listeners who have been with me along the way, thank you so much for always being here. I know we're heading towards the end of 2023 at the time of this recording. I do appreciate your being with me along this ride for the journey. It has been an absolute joy to have you all here. And if you are new to listening to this podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for coming here. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that it has been a hot minute since I released an episode. And there is a reason for that. It has been a wonderful time on my end. I've been doing a lot of comedy. My partner and I uh, traveled all up the East Coast of Australia doing comedy shows the whole way up and the whole way down which was absolutely fantastic. It took a lot of time, a lot of energy and not a lot of recording opportunity, which is one reason. And the other reasons is the fact that obviously I'm still uh, working jobs alongside trying to do my artwork, as many of you listeners are. And sometimes time just gets away from you. And that's what I want to talk about today. So obviously we're hurtling towards the holiday times. It is the end of the year and is that time when everybody is starting to reflect on the year that was. Everyone's thinking about the year to come and everyone's thinking about the things that they won this year and the things that they lost and aiming to do better next year, which is fantastic, you know, because sometimes your year may not have gone the way that you anticipated, which isn't always a bad thing. I don't know, like maybe you jumped ahead in the timeline of what you're expecting. Maybe, you know, you, you started like me. I didn't expect to write an hour of stand-up comedy for my show. I jumped ahead in my timeline. That's fantastic. Or maybe you took a detour for yourself that was and turned out better than what you intended it to be. You know, maybe you got a job that you never expected to love and you didn't expect it to hurtle you into the, the career venture that you ever wanted. Or maybe you had no idea what you were doing and now you do know what you're doing, which is also unexpected and bloody fantastic. But also sometimes, of course, the year doesn't go the way that you planned and that's not so great. And maybe you start to think that you have failed. I put that in quotation marks. I know that I'm someone who I am very quick to be uh, self-deprecating and judgmental to myself. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, like um, I'm quite brutalistic in the way that I think, in the way that um, I analyse myself and my work. I definitely don't do it to other people, so if you ever meet me, don't stress. Um, but I just do it to myself. Like I'm always expecting better and better and better and more and more and more, which is great until you do it too much. And then you kind of just upset yourself, which is exactly what happened to me the other day. It's just been, it's that end of the year sort of pressure cooker. And I've spoken to a couple of other friends about this. Everyone agrees that I've spoken to that the end of year is this strange phenomena when you're supposed to be so happy and so elated, but you're just kind of furious and on edge, a little bit sensitive. Let me know if you feel the same because that's what's happened to me, not with anyone in particular in my life. But I'm just like, you know, everyone's putting pressure on you at the end of the year to get things finished or you're just putting pressure on yourself to get things finished. And then you try and have to go to the bloody supermarket and someone toots at you in the car park and you get really angry and you turn around and you glare at them like you've never glared at anyone before. Yeah, that did happen to me this afternoon. Also, I hadn't had lunch, so I was really hangry. It didn't turn into an altercation, but... She knew that I was upset. She just needed to be patient. 
even though I don't have patience. That's a whole side topic. Anyway, back to the point. Sometimes you have the best year ever and unexpected wins and wins that you expected and other times you don't. Either way, it is a time for reflection. I know for myself, I have had a little of all of the above. Like I know that so in my comedy, obviously, it's gone really well. I've been really, really, uh, I'm going to say it, I've been very proud of myself in the sense that I never expected to write an hour of stand-up comedy. I I really actually intended to write a comedy monologue. So utilizing stand-up comedy skills, but putting them into a comedy acting monologue lens, which didn't work. It just came out stand-up, which is quite fun. I'm really happy with that. But it was a happy detour. In my acting, uh, that just didn't eventuate because I was too busy doing comedy, which is such a win for me. Uh, Sometimes you have to put the focus on, if you you are a multi-passionate artist, a lot of people will say, just choose one thing, just choose one thing. And I'm going to do an episode about this um, in 2024. You don't need to choose one thing because all of them influence each other and that's why you love them. But you do have to be a little bit discerning and put your focus onto one and let the others support it creatively, which is the decision that I made to do a couple of months ago that it was going to be all comedy. And I had that realisation again the other night, just thinking about acting itself. I had to put my analysis glasses on and I was like I do want to act but comedy gives me the freedom to create what I want to create and I get to do it quickly so I still want to act but my focus is still on comedy so in that way yes I didn't get to do all of the acting that I intended to do this year but in that same vein it meant that I got to do a lot more comedy and really better my skills in that because I was so focused in my cartooning I didn't really know what I was doing with that. I was just having some fun and now I have t-shirts coming out. Yeah, uh, they're coming out in next year, 2024, next week. Um, and that's very exciting to me. That is something that's been on my bucket list for a very long time. In all honesty, though, it was kind of a win and a loss at the same time because I wanted to have the t-shirts out by the end of the year, which didn't happen, which is what I'll talk about next. The other side of that coin, the other side of that coin of all of those wins other losses. So I had expected to be able to do my beautiful podcast with you beautiful listeners. I was going to have two episodes out per month. Not that hard to do, Hannah. I wanted to have like a thriving YouTube channel. I wanted to have clips galore going on because I've got them all like almost prepared. I wanted to spend some time on my TV show that I've got like part of the pilot written on and I just wanted to be across a lot more things and that didn't happen. Now I know that sounds okay because it sounds like it was a lot which it was, you know, like I feel like a lot of us creative people, we are typically very good at coming up with ideas and we can see how to do them and we know how to plan them out. I know that I am, I can plan it out step by step, but sometimes in the same way that, you know, if you go to an all-you-can-eat restaurant, you end up loading up your plate with way too much stuff and you just can't get through it. Like that's just a fact. Like sometimes there's legitimately not enough hours in the day and it's not even about time management. I'm like, I'm not even a person who like takes rests. Sometimes I watch Netflix at night because I can't think anymore and I just need to like I had some sort of leisure before I go to bed you know what I mean it's not about being punishing to yourself it's not about punishment language it's about constructive language and that's what we're going to do so I know that with a bunch of my ideas and the things that I wanted to achieve this year I lacked the time I, I lacked the manpower I lacked the money for a lot of it and a lot of it it was just me lacking basically it was because I hadn't managed myself and my time appropriately so Being the end of the year when everyone is all focused on, you know, reflecting on 
everything that's happened and punishing themselves for the things that didn't happen and then promising that to themselves via the ancient techniques of the New Year's resolution not to do it again and to be better. I want to offer a different perspective and a different practice, one that might be, I don't know, achievable. Now, this is just because I'm a big like sort of like psychological nerd, right? But this is what I'm going to do and I reckon it's going to work and I think if you try it, it might work too. If you have alternatives, I would love to get a message from you and you let me know. If you try and do this with me, I would also love to hear from you and let me know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to reflect on my year objectively first. I'm going to pretend I'm not me. I'm just going to assess Hannah Sainty's creative career and life objectively first. I'm going to take all of the emotion out of it and think about what I achieved, what I didn't achieve and why and do this all from arm's length, right? And I'm going to do this in two columns. Okay, who am I kidding? I've already done it. (laughs) So I made my two columns and then now I'm going to look at what I achieved and what I didn't and see how I can boil them down into some key points. It's like the the achieved column, what have I gotten out of all of the things that I've achieved? What are the qualities of myself that I've gotten out of what I've achieved and what knowledge have I gained and what skills have I gained? For me, mine looks like I achieved like my um, one hour solo show. It looks like I've achieved doing my t-shirts, which is a bucket list thing. I've gotten faster at my comedy writing. I've done heaps more emceeing work. I've done crowd work, which was a, it's a little bit nerve wracking. I've built my website. I started this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And I've done a whole bunch of professional comedic rooms, comedy rooms, interstate across Australia. This has given me like confidence, has given me consistency. Well, I know that I've got consistency. It's helped all of my branding. It's built my knowledge. It's given me some pride and sort of proof that I can do something to then push forward and and, and aim for more. And it's also been a tick on my bucket list. So there were a few things on there were a tick on my bucket list. So that's given me so much and it's given me skills, knowledge, professionalism, experience. Fantastic. The other column. So what I didn't achieve, I didn't get to work on my TV show script. I didn't get my t-shirts out. I didn't get any video content out, including my YouTube and Reels. I didn't get to keep my podcast, this podcast with you guys. I didn't get to keep it as consistent as I had intended. I didn't do any acting practice. I did barely any art. I didn't get to do singing lessons and I didn't get back into scuba diving. Now that might sound a bit strange to you, but I do do all of those things. And I mean, why didn't I achieve them? At first, I think the first thing that is really important on your didn't achieve list is to figure out whether or not it was you or something external from you. So a bunch of things, yes, 99% of the things on my list is my fault that I didn't achieve them. But the other 2% was literally money. And sometimes that is just something that is out of your reach. You know, seeing lessons costs money. Going back to scuba diving costs money. I literally just couldn't afford to venture that far out as well. So that is okay. So that one negates itself. Woohoo, take that off your list. But the other thing, sometimes there's like a win within your didn't achieve, which are also key to notice. So for me, I didn't get to do my TV show script, but that's great because it meant that I was keeping my focus on the one thing that is going really well. And there's plenty of time for me to keep working on that script. And yes, I could have pushed and pushed and pushed myself more. But in the same way that when you go to a restaurant, yeah, look, I might still be hungry. That's why I'm doing lots of food references in the same way that you go to a restaurant that has like a thousand different menu items on it and crossing heaps of different cuisines, everything just tastes like cumin. Do you know what I mean? And what that means is when you're spreading yourself way too thin, everything just tastes like cumin. Also known as just shit work. So that's a win. I mean, it's a win in 
I don't know, some sort of like veiled cape. It's, it's very, you, you know, you might not think it's real. It's not winning until you uncover it yourself. No, I mean, it's a silver lining, whatever. As for the t-shirts, wanting to get them out before the end of the year, that, well, that didn't happen because, I mean, I think this is a win in the sense of sticking to your moral guns. Um, I didn't get them out in time for the end of the year because I was ensuring that I found like a printing company that was going to be uh, sustainable, but also affordable and easy. You know what I mean? So I wanted to keep it nice and stick to my morals and make it available for everyone. So that's that's a win, you know? It was kind of out of my reach. You can't force that stuff. The rest of it, that is just me. And I've written down why I haven't achieved those things. I didn't achieve them because I didn't have enough time, which means maybe it was actually just not having enough time and being overworked. And also it was just time management. I didn't have enough energy, which goes into the time management. Maybe I lacked focus because I was spreading myself too thin. Um, not making them a priority. That is a number one thing. It's putting everyone else's things before your own, which isn't going to help you move your craft forward. And sometimes it's just money. I don't know how to fix that one yet. I mean, in the ne- this next year, 2024, I'm going to be spending a lot of time still covering creative resistances, but I also want to start going to the business of art because I think, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of creatives I've spoken to who struggle to make money from their art or or understand how to make money from it. If you were in a transitional phase of going from amateur or beginner into a professional and, or even if you are still an amateur, it's good to understand what you're going to be heading towards. So that's what we'll be doing in 2024. But anyway, now back to my two columns. So I've got all my wins and all the things I've learned. I've got all my losses, why I didn't win them. And I put them into practical, understandable, constructive notes. So this year I did not have enough time slash time management, energy, focus and wasn't prioritizing the work that needed to be prioritized, which means in this coming year, I need to ensure that I keep up the practices that have already given me all of my wins. So I need to keep building the confidence in the craft. I need to keep on my consistency. I need to keep you know, building on that consistency and that confidence keeps on building up the brand, which is fantastic. Building on my knowledge, you know, learning about how to self-manage yourself and the business of art, which we will be doing all together. I keep ticking off things off my bucket list, which is just fun. And from there, that's when you create your, not your new year's resolution. I don't even think that's good because you should probably do this every half year. Is that a deal? That's a deal breaker. Okay. In June next year, we're going to cover this sort of thing again so we can try and get it by the end of the year. Now you take these things and you put them into something that is construction. <laughs> but now you take these things and you put them into something that is constructive and actionable. So obviously your lists are always going to look different to mine, but I'm going to make sure that I do do a weekly plan to make sure that I'm managing my time correctly. But I'll make sure that that is monthly focused. So for example, using my podcast, this podcast, the Your Weird Podcast as my example, I want to have two episodes out per month every month next year, which means that I've already started doing this. Uh, I've booked in all of my interviews and with my experts and my artists, and I've made it so that I am factoring in the time now to make sure that they're edited and to make sure that they're out. It's all on me and it's all on you, but we've got this, okay? If I want to make sure I've got the energy, it means I've got to like factor in sleeping. I have to make sleep a priority. How wild is that? You have to make sleep a priority. I don't know. Some people find it really easy. I don't. I'm like too excited. I've got too much stuff to do. And I actually just have to make the creative work my priority, which means planning as well. So for me, all of my lists come down to planning. 
and that's what I'm going to take away and that's what I'm going to put into 2024 and that in halfway through 2024 I'm going to look at that again and see if there's something else that is lacking. I think it's quite funny that the thing that um, has caused me a lot of uh, my air quotation marks downfalls this year is literally just my planning when I am a predictably good planner like everyone in my world knows that I'm the person to go to for plans but of course it's always that thing it's like chefs you know chefs don't know how to cook for themselves they eat terrible food and I'm a planner but I'm a terrible planner for myself and that's what I need to change for this year so although I've had lots of wins absolutely and I'm going to focus on them don't forget to focus on the wins I've seen the losses I've figured out which ones are my fault I've taken the wins from them and I also know how to not let it happen again next year. So do have a go at that. Let me know what you think. Your columns of your achievements, the columns of your the things that you didn't achieve, boil them down into the things that you've gotten out of it, what qualities you've gotten out of it, the knowledge you've gained, the skills that you've gained, and then go over to your didn't achieve list and ask yourself why you didn't achieve it. Was it you or was it money? What was it that stopped you? If it was something good that stopped you, maybe you put better boundaries in or like me, you just stopped spreading yourself thin. That's a good thing. So you can take that one off your list. And the things that are left on your list, how can we remedy them? So figure out what it is that has caused you to have all of the perceived losses and let's get them over and done with. I wanted to say all of this because the reflection on the year should go both ways. You need to revel in all of the wins and everything that you've achieved. This gives, take your bragging rights, man. Take your bragging rights. Brag about everything that you've done. Be proud of yourself. And then use your perceived losses to win the next year. And then think about this next year and even in the half year phase, think about how much you will have won by then. Because it only ever comes down to a couple of key things that you need to change for you to achieve it. And you need to because the world needs your art. And whenever you didn't win, just don't worry about it. You know, like, so what, you didn't sell as much as you thought or you didn't make as much as you thought or you didn't get the opportunities that you wanted or the jobs that you wanted. It's not about what, you didn't do it's about what you're going to do next and because life has a really wonderful habit of throwing curveballs I ask you to make all of these plans right so you figure out what the obviously with me it's planning I'm going to put all my planning in place but also there's a principle that I always live by it's a yogic principle it's called the law of detachment and it's something that helps you to let go of all of the the frustrations of not getting all of the wins on the board that you wanted for this year as well and this yoga principle the law of uh, non-attachment the law of non-attachment isn't about detachment it's not about not having any feelings or sensation and disinterest and lack of care it's about being fluid it's about imagine you planned with your friend to go out for lunch and your friend messages you that day and says hey I can't make it it's about not getting annoyed at that but instead just being like Okay, my plans have changed. I mean, that's a very simple example, but that can happen in our years, as I just uh, mentioned before. It can happen in our months. It can happen in our days at any point in time. And the more that you practice the non-attachment, which means that you make the plans and you drive for it and you strive, but when they don't happen, you're still okay. And we can all falter on these things. Like, I mean, that's a yogic principle that I live by all the time, but you can still get caught out. I got caught out, but I got to come back to it. And doing these little lists and these columns and figuring it out for myself, I'm like, that's okay. There's plenty of time and it's an opportunity for me to learn about myself as a creator and as a person and how I can better myself as a creator and as a person and move into this next year and this next phase stronger than before. So 
Nothing is ever really a perceived loss or a failure, is it? No. So that's that. End of the year, final episode for 2023, the first year of the All Weird Podcast. Thank you so much again for being along for this ride. Uh, it's an, been an absolute joy making all this content for you and I'm, I've been really honoured to have you listen. Really, really honoured and really honoured to have all of your feedback. It's beautiful and I aim to do better and be better for you next year. So there's already a lot of things that are going to be on the cards. We're going to up the ante on the production value of what this is right here. Uh, the video content, because it was already in my list of <laughs> my didn't achieves. The video content is going to be up. It's going to be running. It is going to be fun. It is going to be interesting. I've got a lot of wicked guests already lined up. A lot of fantastic artists from so many different genres that I am so excited to share with you. I'm really excited for these interviews. And I'm really excited to talk to some more experts and for us to figure out how to get over these resistances that hold us back from being our best artists. And let's figure out how we can become professionals. Let's do the business of art as well, because it's important. And I know that like myself, like it's like when somebody tries to read a contract to you or like if I don't know who's reading a contract to you, but if you're trying to read a contract, I don't know if this happens to you, but all I can hear is white noise. You know what I mean? And it'd be like, I hear black. That was my attempt at white noise. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, what I mean? like, but, but we have to do it. We have to learn. We have to learn how to figure out finances. We've got to do, make sure we're doing all the marketing. We have to make sure that we're, you know, doing our, all of our checks and balances and making sure we understand how we can get the best benefits for our business in art and make sure that we're doing all the legal things, you know, like make sure you've got professional indemnity insurance all those sorts of things Ugh, it already sounded boring I mean I swear to god I will make it fun but that is what is coming up in 2024 this has been a really fun episode I was a little bit loose in my chat today I know this was a little bit of a freeballing episode but that's just kind of the vibe isn't it it's that holiday season but let's make it a fun holiday and come back for 2024 ready to rumble Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Bye. Thanks for getting weird with me. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you really liked the episode, consider signing up to the Patreon where you can help me help you. You'll get early access, uncut episodes, bonus episodes, and some other cheeky extras that you'll have to check out. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Hannah Sainty. Now let's be more creative and less strung out. And remember that you're weird because being normal is really boring.